One of the best things to do is to give, you know, rather than to take. Because when you give something to somebody and you see that they're happy about it, you're like, man, like, you just made my day, you know what I'm saying? Imagine if our music and we just give it to everyone who we just give it out. Welcome to the Peach Jam Podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting, where we'll introduce you to a sampling of the truly diverse and incredibly talented musicians who call the Peach State home. Each episode will profile a different artist and share songs and stories recorded live in our GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. I'm your host, Jeremy Powell. And on this episode, I'm joined by a humble and talented band from LaGrange who are dedicated to their dream of making music. Hey, I'm Gordon. I play the bass. I'm Alan, I play the drums. I'm Josh, I sing and play guitar. I'm Matt, I play lead guitar and keys. And we are Thoughts for Nuclear. Thoughts for Nuclear. I, I say Thoughts Drums. for Nuclear. Okay. I say Thoughts for Nuclear. Go <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and say it. Thoughts are Nuclear. Thoughts are Nuclear. Thoughts are Nuclear. 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 There you nuclear. go. Nuclear. Nuclear. And what kind of music do you play? Alt rock, riff rock. Um, rock alternative. Rocky rock. Rocky roads. Armored with hard rock too. Drums. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's got a nineties flair, got our own right? Flavor. I, oh, absolutely. Like, it's got a nineties flair. <laughs> absolutely. Like, we'll call a spade a spade. Like it. It sounds like nineties alternative, and absolutely. it's awesome. Tell me about Lagrange. Um, it's small. It's there. It's small. Uh, it doesn't have a lot going on, but the one thing it does have going on is it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, Sweetwater Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bringing in some some fairly big acts. Um, so, cool. is there a music scene in Lagrange, or is it just like a handful of people? It's the out in the country style music scene. You're getting a lot of uh, cover acts, a lot of uh, country acts, a lot of um, acoustic acts, just simple kind of setup. Not a lot of like drums, full productions, you know, lighting, not a lot of stages. Um, obviously COVID had a lot to do with that. Um, we were trying to build up in that area around that time. And really ever since it's been kind of hard to book in that area because a lot of the venues that were doing things find it easier, cheaper to go with smaller setups. You know, one individual with you know a turntable or an oh, acoustic yeah, like guitar. DJs. Yeah, sing, yeah, singer songwriters yeah. and stuff. Country primarily. Yeah, but so we we spend a lot of our time booking up in the city, up in Atlanta, uh, Jonesboro. We we uh, go to Furtis Forty One mm-hmm. quite a bit. We've played the Masquerade, um, Atomic Johnny's in Gadsden, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the place in Beaufort called? 37 uh, Main. 37, 37 Main in Beaufort. And, yeah. and that place was really cool because yeah. we were the first 
local bands that have ever original bands. played there. First yeah. original bands yeah. that ever played there. It's yeah. all, they do all tribute bands. Mm -hmm. um, but a couple weeks ago, they let us come in and, and a couple other bands and we, we rocked the door. Yeah, that was one of our bands. One of our bands. Oh, before I forget, I gotta say, a band that we're like very close with, um, Perfect Animal. Um, out of Carrollton. Yeah, out of, out of Carrollton. Carrollton, uh, a footnote on that, uh, Carrollton's scene is a lot happening within uh, musicians there. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a booking agency, and uh, I can't fail to mention them because they did a lot for me. Uh, Crest Point Entertainment, Angela and Drew Ashworth, they are a uh, local booking agent there. And there's a scene there, there's a lot of great musicians in Carrollton, which is about 45, 50 minutes, maybe closer to an hour from LaGrange. Mm -hmm. Right yeah. about. Not from my yeah, house. Right about. Like 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So y'all are talking about a lot of things. So you're <clears throat> from West Georgia, you're there in LaGrange, and, and you're talking about going to Carrollton, which is now our way, or coming up to Atlanta, which is like an hour and a half, or going up to Buford, you're talking about two and a half. It mm -hmm. depends on what, if it's a Friday at five, like oh. you can't even get to Buford. And you're We're talking about all this, but, but you guys have jobs. That's so true. this is not your full-time job. So not first, yet. Not yet. But first, tell me, what, what are the jobs that you have? I handle escalations for a home warranty company. Okay. And he pets a cat. And I, all day I pet a cat. Okay. An <laughs> evil cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm a plumber. Dirty job. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you got your plumber's license, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's not easy. Working uh, the dirt, dude. And I build doors for Kia for a sister company of theirs called Sawaniwa. Okay. Same, me and him, we work together building doors for Kia. What I'm thinking is that as a band, like y'all are out there grinding it out and you're playing, you're getting yourself in front of people, but you have full-time jobs. So how do you manage that? It's oh tough. yes, it's hard. It's, it's tough. He, he and I have several children. Um, I have three. 
yeah. teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just me and them. He's got a new baby. And a teenager. And a teenager. And one right in the middle. And it's, it's tough, you know, and, and oftentimes with me, you know, I have one of those uh, jobs that doesn't have hours. It doesn't have a stopping point. In some cases, you know, it could be six o'clock, could be eight o'clock. I could put 50 hours in, 60 hours in in a week and then time with the kids, time with the family, time with the boys. So right. you're doing all of that in your spare time mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow you have spare time. No. <laughs> no, he's, you know, if something's important to you, you make time for it. Yeah, that's true. just the bottom yeah. line of it. And this is this is my lifelong passion. I mean, I, I started playing music. My lovely parents started me playing the cello when I was four years old. Okay. Um, and so I've played music my entire life, and that's just what I wanted to do from the time I was a little kid. I wanted to <laughs> yeah. be a musician. Well, see, and then I was the naked baby with the spatulas on the on the pots and pans. And Still stuff, is actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a thing. They have kids and such. I, I don't. I don't have kids. But uh, you know, outside of work, or you know, even at work, I'm in my head and I'm thinking, planning. What can I do? What can I accomplish today to get even a a little step forward? And my brain is always right there within it. You know, and it's just something I've always loved to do. It's my. It's, it's therapeutic. It's gotten me through breakups. It's gotten me through anger, it's gotten me through being able to express happiness, joy, excitement, you know, it's just, it, it, for me, it's my it's my therapist, is being able to sit down with the music and, and get whatever I'm feeling out of me. And it's almost like, you know, just cleansing yourself of whatever's going on inside. And this guy right here. You just said it all, you like, I feel the same way. I've been playing since, I mean, I was this high, you know. And yeah. also, I've got one son, um, he's 15. Alex and uh, he is a cancer survivor actually. So awesome. he, yep, he uh cancer free. Does having teenagers, the the three of y'all that have them, do, do they think this is cool? Oh yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, somewhat. We um we played, well my son he came <laughs> with, we played the Atlanta Motor Speedway. He thought it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool day. That was yeah. a cool day. That was that was also mostly cool. It was hot, yeah. but um, that was the first time I ever seen the hot air balloons in person. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I just, I wish they would think it was cool, but it's dad, you know? So <laughs> yeah, it's like, dad. oh, dorky dad's doing his dumb music thing. <laughs> Deep down, they're probably going, dad, he's all right. I mean, probably not. You could be way lamer, I'm just saying. Absolutely. I'm working on it <laughs> actively. Full uh, disclosure, your three kids are in the room right they now. They are in yes, the room right now. Yes, they are here. Yes. So this is, this is awesome. <laughs>
we've known each other since like pre-K. And then we were friends for a while, up until fifth or sixth grade. So I'm, yeah, I'm 37, he, you're 37, and uh, we met when we, yeah, we've been friends for 30 years. We had like a, we had a, a gap. Um, I had joined the Army and stuff. We've kind of went our different ways. But yeah, we reconnected, and I didn't know, and I, he didn't know that we had any interest in music and stuff. Like he was playing, I was playing. And so we started getting together and playing uh, on two acoustics, and then we got this uh, beautiful man right By here. the way, so, I just met these two dudes. I want to add to what he was saying. Shh. Like when uh, we got when we got uh, back together and everything, um, uh, he showed me his music. I was blown away. Just the songs that you had, the Memories Echo, the um, Bottle It Up, I think it was. Piece of cake. I love those songs. Just, I was blown away. I had no idea. I was like, I, I'm like, I, yeah, I play music. And then he's like, yeah, I play music. And I was like, really cool. Okay. I just didn't really, you know, I didn't know. He showed me. I'm like, wow. That's Got really together amazing. and became, uh, became Tenacious D. The lyrics, though, the lyrics is what really his, strong, his strongest point. Uh, if you really pay attention to the lyrics of what he says, it's uh, they're deep. They're like, man, how do you think of that? And it's just, it's amazing. Where's the pain come from to, to write? You said it's your therapy. <clears throat> um, I would say it started, my dad, he wasn't the best of dad's family issues and stuff. And my parents, they fought a lot. So music was my escape for that. Like I would, they would start to fight and I hear my dad get loud. I would go out with my headphones and a Walkman, CD Walkman, put it in and swing whatever time. It could be late, it could be early, like 5 a.m., 6 a.m put the headphones in listen and just people probably thought i was crazy but i didn't realize how loud i was singing i was singing with the volume all the way up and that was my escape for for that um a little bit of happiness if there wasn't any in the moment and i wanted to be that for other people or just make them feel happy or know that someone else is feeling that or whatever it is it just made me want to do the same thing and in music it's always been a little bit of a, a thing that's healed me in different times. And that's what you give back. The idea is that we all take folks away and kind of transplant them somewhere else, if not only for a few minutes. Oh, come on.
so correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is that from all four of y'all that the goal has been to be able to make music a job for oh, yeah. basically your entire lives. Definitely. It should be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, really, I don't even you know. care if I'm famous. I just yep. want to be able to support my family and play music at the same time. I think yeah. that's what we're all without are. without having yeah. to answer to somebody I else's time clock. Get out of these warehouse jobs. I'm tired of them. <laughs> I want to just music full time and to be able to write music and uh, share our feelings, our thoughts, thoughts are nuclear, you know, with other people and like have the time. Yeah, had the time to exactly. Yeah, that's the main thing. Had the time, yeah. man. That, that if we just had the time, there's just no yeah. telling what. That's one of the biggest struggles. You got to get everybody into the studio, and and you know to go back to your earlier point about you know how we do that with the jobs and the timing and all that. We do everything we can to keep you know plans up to date weeks in advance. You know, we're gonna come in here on Sunday. We're gonna work this, this, and this, and it's like drill sergeant. You know, killing everything front to back. No stops, no breaks. No, I mean, you mm. see me at the end of that, just dripping, falling over. It's all you know, mm -hmm. you know, smoke-filled room at that point. Just you know, but then when we you know get the weeks in between or the week in between or what have you. It's always group chat, Facebook oh, yeah. group chat. That's our number one. Getting in there, hey, I had this idea. All right, we'll slot it in for a thirty-minute piece of you know our four-hour session that we get. And, If we're lucky, it's, it's rare we get two days. It's usually almost always one day, and it's a Sunday. That's just when we're off, and yeah. everybody can can you know do it with about four, four and a half yeah. hours. We maximize that time. With those four hours, you got to have a plan because four hours yeah. you can't shoot content and practice full sets and work on new music, and you know you have to pick and choose. Yeah. When you got one, once a week, you got to determine what's yeah. the most important thing to concentrate on it's not always easy so there's another piece of that though there's also the time away from the band room and the time that we're not together when we're on our own individually working on the same song so that we do when we do get together it's we're already worked out yeah we, we're worked out we know what we're doing each one of us knows and we just bring it together yeah mm -hmm. so <clears throat> that helps to maximize yeah the we don't learn it in the in the studio you know that you know it takes time we, you know, we all learn the general and take it home and try our best to do our homework so we're not coming in learning we're, yeah. we're rehearsing yeah the material Until it doesn't satisfy, then it's down the back. 
the brown nose and less confidence Romance A word that's lost in translation True definition is acclamation Gotta keep their interest Yeah, you do This is a It's a true, real commitment to be a grown adult with a real life and real families and to make the decision, I'm going to try to be something more. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. It is. It, um, what was I going to say? Is, uh, it, it is a huge commitment, uh, but there's a goal, you know, in the end. It's just... It's, uh, it's to make to get this to people to um, I'm getting from, yeah to get a, to get it out to as many people I mean and to, to have an experience for people you know what I'm saying to connect gosh. with people it's uh, um well I had a, something on the tip of my tongue I was going to say English he, he doesn't do it it's yeah. second language <laughs> it's, actually it's more it's it's an itch that we 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 have to scratch there was that burn initially at some point in all of our lives when we were younger you know that first album we listened to that punched us right in the heart and then you know, or the first show we watched, or the first, you know, whatever moment or what have you, all that is what's still kind of stuck in our heads. You know, every day when we when we go through these 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 processes, we you know that's kind of what pushes us through to push you know to make the time, as he said, to you know force that into the schedule and force that commitment. It's not so much like a force, but it's something we're supposed to do. That's you know what, what I mean? that's what I was gonna say is like one of the best things to do is to give. You know, rather than to take, because when you give something to somebody and you see that they're happy about it, like man, like you just made my day. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if our music, and we just give it to everyone who we just give it out. You know what I'm saying? Give it to people and they listen to it and they love it and they're like, wow, it's the greatest gift. You know, versus like you know, take and take and take and take. We even got a song, take take. You know, give give never give give give. It's like you know, we write music. We if we can give it to everyone who wants to, you know. So what I'm hearing, I'm hearing that you guys are, are dedicated family men, you're dedicated uh, honorable people, you're dedicated to each other. 
you're humble and you just want to put some good out into the world and you're willing to work for it whether it happens or not yes yes i'll die trying same couldn't say it yeah couldn't pick another word you probably will it's like you know we're getting older in age you know you start to feel your body you know parts of your body didn't know you paid attention like you push past every little sore back neck i feel great yeah (laughs) in the band room you always you know uh, whatever and um you always complaining about being hungry. You ain't pushing too Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, give me a sandwich, Matt. Yeah, it's neat, man. I think one thing I've learned, the older, I think they'll all agree, the older we get, uh, we, we are trying to shoot towards something greater than this, but just stopping and appreciating things like this. Oh, yeah. And just realizing the goal sometimes is just enjoying where you're at and not yeah. be so quickly to look towards the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those interactions are important. Absolutely. You know, we had a couple of uh, performances over the past few months that, you know, <laughs> we, we didn't know how they were going to turn out. Ended up just being the most amazing type of days. And, you know, even for small reasons, even in small places, just that, you know, those those weird random connections you make with people. That's one of my favorite things is talking to just strangers. Like, you know, I'll, I'll butterfly around and just make new friends and Facebook buddies and stuff and all that. and. That's that's one of my favorite parts is the meeting. Sometimes I'll people. walk in the bathroom. He'll be actually talking to himself in the mirror. And I'll be like, Alan, that's not somebody new. That's you. He tries to introduce. He'll be him. a little confused, like disoriented. It's practice. I have to pull him away from it. Yeah, like I have a very specific spiel I hit people with, and then the high five. But we don't do that. We don't do that. You know, that's right. with everybody. Thanks for listening to the Peach Jam podcast. Find the complete musical performances from Thoughts or Nuclear on the GPB YouTube page. On the next episode, I'll be joined in studio by a country singer who was reluctant at first. My family told me when I was a kid, when I would bring my guitar and I'd sing the songs that I wrote at the family reunions and all that, they said, you're going to be a country singer. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I don't want to do that. Tony Evans Jr. is on the next episode of the Peach Jam podcast. The Peach Jam Podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Jeremy Powell. Sandy Malcolm is our executive producer. Sound engineering and recording was provided by Sounds Good. Follow us on Instagram at Peach Jam Podcast and look for Peach Jam on TV wherever you watch Georgia Public Broadcasting. In the meantime, please find and support live local music and independent record stores in your area. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.